0: Everyone's a finkle feed on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Yeah, that's right, Lauren. Ooh, and the creaky chair. This is very... Let's see
1: if I can get that to do that again. A squeaky a chair?
0: Squeaky Jack, cr- we're not at Broadcast Park boy, anymore.
1: What are you going to... It's the it's ghost. It's the ghost of the studio. Creaking my chair. We're talking Halloween today. <laughs> We've got in studio Kelly Dorn is back. Our, Hello, everybody. Yes, our, our, our Halloween uh, happening <laughs> dude. We've got none other than Kindness Kid or Ruby Finkelstein.
2: Can the ghost be named uh, something very funny like Farshtunken?
1: Yes, the Farshtunken Phantasm of Broadcast Park. <laughs> And, and, and our party planner extraordinary, Martin Moriski is here talking about a Halloween entertaining. Thank you.
3: Thank you for having me. Yes,
1: this is tons of fun. I'm super excited for this episode. We're going to get right to it. Before we do, any plugs we should know about uh, 31 Days of Horror? Uh, yeah, you can check out monsters, 31
4: Days of Monsters on Instagram. It's at kelly.doran. On Instagram, that's K-E-L-L-Y period D-O-R-E-N.
1: Excellent. And just become friends with Marta and get invited (laughs) to one of her amazing parties.
3: They are very spooktacular. They
1: are indeed. I can
0: vouch for that. And Lauren Mole has a few things he'd like to share. We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery at the south end of Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at judshill.com, or you can call 707 255 2332. Thanks, Lauren. And
1: uh, while you're online getting that visiting information, you know, check out our website there, judshill.com. We've got uh, some really fun videos. We've got some. Uh, Recipes, we've got events, always something fun happening. And you know what else we've got, Lauren and uh, team here in the studio? What's that, John? We've got, thank you for asking, we've got wine! Of all the things to have on a winery website, we have all of our delicious small lot production, Judd's Hill Wines. Take a look, put some in your uh, shopping cart.
0: And Lauren, what do you say? These are good listeners. Uh, let's let's give a little something for their loyalty. Just type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night, whether it be four o'clock in the afternoon or even at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's right about that. The website goes twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. And 365 days a year, or 366 in case of leap year.
1: (laughs) Absolutely the fact, sir. And our wine club, of course, you get to try all of the wines. You get invitations to events not only at the winery, but around the world. And it's just, it's a good time. That's all I can say about that. The best wine club out there, Ruby.
2: Whatever, mazel tov, happy Halloween, ha ha ha.
1: Lauren, what do you say?
0: And now, enjoy the show. Everyone's a fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show.
5: Get ready for another heap of fascinating things to know From witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show No sales script and no rehearsing live from a Napa studio be that intriguing person
4: on Valley show. Pardon me, I'll have a Chardonnay, a marvelous date, it's hard to say. I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc, it's a must-have on the podcast, it's Judd's Napa Valley show. you can't ease this flow if I elaborate over a Cabernet, my buddy's the truth. You should study my man Juddy and learn something new.
0: It's the most frightening, scary, spooky, creepy, ghastly, ghoulish, grisly, wonderful time of the year. (laughs) Happy Halloween! And now, live from Wind Down Media Studios at South Napa Century Center, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, John Finkelstein. Thank you very much, Mr. Lauren Mole. That was. Terrifyingly wonderful, thank you.
1: That was a beautiful intro. Is that your own, uh, of your own doing? Uh, sadly, no. No, just found it on the internet. <laughs> Somebody else wrote an inter- uh, introduction for Judd's Napa Valley show. You adapted it. That's what you did. It was great. Thank you very much. I applaud. <laughs> wonderful work. What's going on with you? What do you? Do? You are in your Halloween colors today. If the, I am. if the webcam were set up, folks would see that. Which you we are don't have camera. yet. But folks could see that you are all in your. Um... Uh, I just turned my mic off by accident. That you are all in your orange and black. That's right, and I'm wearing a Giants jacket. It is, and, and your uh, the, the shirt underneath is also
0: orange, and you're looking good. Thanks. Tell me what's going on. What are you going to do for Halloween? Well, as usual, we're going to have the uh, trick or treaters over. Come over to our house. Late most of them have the cutest costumes ever Ryan, and what are some of your favorites that you've seen in the neighborhood oh mostly like uh spider-man and uh mostly princesses
1: okay and we'll we'll get into this as we talk i want to hear a little bit about what lauren mole would do for a halloween when you were a kid but we'll we'll get into we'll get into it we'll get into it think about it for a second so all is good any appearances coming up any major league sports uh singing engagements
0: uh, not at the moment, but uh, I'll keep you posted. Okay, please do, please do. Sure, uh, so, uh, so what's been going on with you, Judge? Well, like most of Napa at the moment,
1: dealing with what's going on, we're not going to be dwelling on it in the show today. But uh, should acknowledge, you know, there's the, the the very large fire, the Kincaid Fire, is burning and still pretty disastrous over there in that corner of Sonoma County. We don't want you know folks to think Sonoma is off limits. You can still go and visit a lot of great places and wine taste and stay and have your vacation. But we're feeling the effects of the uh, smoke for sure and the power outages. So. I, uh, I know all of us here in the studio are sending our best to all affected, whether you're in the fire path, whether you've had to leave, whether you're just dealing with the smoke here in Napa. Folks have been checking in with me because they're just used to hearing fire in Northern California, Napa, and for once it's not us, but you know we are the smoke, we are having the power outages. Uh, I haven't been home in a few days. Well, I, I pop in during the day to make sure all is well, feed the fish, but I haven't had power. Hoping uh, things are good. The winery is great. You know we're wrapping up harvest this week. We'll get the last of our grapes, and then it's then it's then what to do? Then it's just barrel maintenance. I mean the work never ends. So I would invite people listening to go on out and enjoy the season. It's beautiful here in fall. Let's see what do we have coming up at the winery. You know what? Come on our cruise. Let's let's just look ahead for a year. Sure. Go on our events page at Judshill.com. See what events are coming up, and then join me next summer on the Mediterranean Sea for a fabulous week of wine and history and beautiful places and all the details are there. And that's all I'm going to say about it at the moment because we have got a studio full. Well, Lauren, how about this? Okay, you, yeah, what's you, the scoop? Would you please, one of, one of these people here is in for the first time. Okay. I would like you to introduce that person. Then I will acknowledge the other people in the studio. Would you mind, please? Uh, sure. Okay, you are going to probably need the introduction. Yes, I I'm, am. I'm a little discombobulated with all the <laughs> power outages going and the running on? around and now, the what hectic. What about these crazy winds? I know, it's, it's windy Man. out. Fly a kite, it'll
0: drag you away, but go ahead. It's time to get yourself dressed, as our guest will leave you impressed. She's a local party pro and puts on quite a show with her renowned... Halloween fest that's
1: right ladies and gentlemen it's none other than our good pal Marta Morisky, a Halloween aficionado in your own right I guess former professional party planner but it's still in your blood you know what you're talking about when it's time to put a party on so welcome to the show we're going to talk Halloween parties today
3: thank you thank you for having me on your show today Jed and good morning everybody good morning Napa
1: Good morning. Good morning. So uh, uh, joining you, we're going to be talking about Halloween entertaining. We have back, as we called him last week, uh, Mr. October, Mr. Halloween. It's Kelly Doran from, (laughs) well, from our local newspaper editor, our uh, monstrous illustrator, his 31 Days of Monsters, which we'll plug in a moment. And uh, you know a thing or two about Halloween parties as well. You just... You, you know I'm, your stuff. I'm all about Halloween and October and <laughs> horror, monsters, scary, everything. So that's it. That's why we keep having you back. And then perhaps, even though all of you might have a little more experience as far as uh, years of Halloween celebration under your belts, we have somebody perhaps closest to the celebrations, and that is uh, Kindness Kid Ruby is joining us, a real Halloween fan in her own right. Good morning.
2: Bill. Oh, boy. uh, (laughs) Come back,
1: Lauren. Come back. You scared him right out of the studio. (laughs) That was good. Ruby, also a bit affected by the uh, power outages and the smoke. We were told school was going to be canceled. That was last night we went to bed. And then I said, Well, come in. You can help us uh, talk about Halloween. And then this morning we found out school was on. But you're here. I'll take you there after. Oh boy! If that <laughs> what a face again! If the <laughs> webcam were on, that face. So let's let's just jump right in. We are a couple days away from Halloween. We've been talking about scary movies, and we might delve back into that in a moment or two. But we really haven't talked about the parties. People love Halloween parties, and there's so many ways to approach them. Marta is um, well a party planner who is renowned for her Halloween. And I, I'm not sure what the question is. I mean, I could say something dumb like, "What makes a great Halloween party?" But maybe I'll say, "How do you personally, because you you put together a very fantastic family friendly Halloween fest, personally for yourself?" Thank you. Thank you. How, how do you approach it, and then how would you tell other people to approach? What are, what are some of your what are some of your secrets and tips and tricks and
3: treats. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, it really comes from a place of love. Yeah. I love squeaky chair. I love (laughs) Halloween for myself. Uh, so that's the first step of throwing a party is you have to love the, the idea of what you're doing first. So the reason I love Halloween so much is because my mom instilled so many fond memories for me and just made it a very special time of the year mm-hmm. uh, from ensuring I had in what I thought was the best costume or having a Halloween party for me or my dad taking me out trick or treating with my girlfriends and um, so forth. So every step there was a buildup to the big show.
1: Yeah, that's it's wonderful. So it's, it's, it's from a young age, it has been your holiday. Yeah, Rudy? Yes.
2: Oh, uh, I just, I, I, I just, yeah, I, 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 I
3: love love Halloween. Yeah. And it <laughs> seems to be for you that your parents are doing the same for you because they too love that holiday and they like to do a big build up for you guys as well.
1: We do, and I'm thinking my parents did the same for me. <laughs> you know, as a kid up in St. Helena, our you know, our Halloween party, it wasn't a big, you know, blowout, but I would always invite, you know, the whole class over uh You know, lots and lots of friends. Just it was like kitty chaos, but my my parents were totally cool with it. They didn't mind the decorations. They didn't mind a little bit of a fake blood, you know, staining a curtain here (laughs) or there. Um, My son loves the fake blood. (laughs) They were very supportive of that.
2: Oh, the fake blood is creepy. Wait, why can't Halloween, like, Halloween is like a day to have a lot of fun? It doesn't really like need to be scary but it's like a day to be like spooky and and they're like different things but like so
1: i think i know where you're you're going with this spooky as opposed to like scary like gory violent is that that what you're talking about
2: yeah like why can't it just be like fun like everything doesn't really need to be gory or like a skeleton walking around with an axe or something
1: (laughs) okay and and i i think i know where this came from we've wasn't like I mean, a couple of years ago, we went to Discovery Kingdom, not for Fright Fest. Um, I mean, I, my wife and I have gone for Fright Fest, I get a big kick out of it. But Ruby and I went over there during the day, which they, had, they advertised all these kids' activities and fun you know, hay bale maze with trick or treating, really sweet activities and shows for the kids. But the decor was all, like, splattered blood and intestines hanging off of chains. Exactly.
2: Like, why mm -hmm. can't it just be, like, a backdrop with neon ghosts and jack-o'-lanterns and candy
3: (laughs) and stuff that says boo and trick-or-treat? Tell you what, Ruby. You come over to my house, and my son Aiden will just stand behind a corner. This is daily at our house that <laughs> we like to do this to each other and we just jump out and scream <laughs> and you know what? It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun tricks like that <laughs> at our house that don't involve blood and gore,
1: which, uh, yeah. And I was, I was pretty surprised by that. They, they advertise it being such a family friendly event and I've, you get I've there. been there
3: and then, Actually, also as it gets later in the day, as it fades into the evening, then the monsters and the ghouls start to come out before the kids have the younger children have even left.
1: Okay, yeah, and then then it's up to the parents. I did check the parental guide and it said you might want to have your kids out of there by 6 p.m. But they don't tell you about all the like kind of disgusting, graphic gore that's and and, uh, insinuated violence that's uh, all over the park while the kids are there earlier.
2: Well, yeah, because it's kind of scary because you get there and then you see like hanging fake intestines and blood splattered, the blood splattered, whatever you call it, walls. And it's just like, why? like if they're not going to tell you why you should take your kids out, it kind of feels like they're kicking you out because it's not fun.
1: Mm. Okay, so we have a couple different ways to approach Halloween it sounds. There is, in fact, there, that that's the premise of this movie we were talking about a week or two ago, Kelly, the one with Dana Gould. It was that oh, right, right, was yeah. the, the the vignettes, the Halloween yeah, vignettes. It was tales where, from tales for Tales of Halloween. Tales of Halloween where there's one guy lives in a house and he's famous for putting on his spooky Halloween yeah, house with the ghosts and the witches and right. that type of thing. And then these folks move in across the street which are
4: into that the the gore and yeah people hanging on meat hooks and yeah. and then they get in a battle across the street, like across the cul de sac from each other because Dana Gould's character is like, you know, this is tradition. I've been doing this for years. This is this is a nice pleasant Halloween. It's a fun scare. Halloween, yeah. And then his neighbors across the street are like, No, it's about death and blood and mayhem and they get in this ridiculous cartoon like fight right yeah so marta
1: (laughs) you want to weigh in on this
3: (laughs) yes uh i actually do enjoy a good uh scary movie or two as a matter of fact uh some friends and i put together a scary movie group where where uh we might play hooky from, you know, 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock and go to the local movie theater here <laughs> and uh, catch a good uh, scary flick.
1: And uh, as anything, we'll get back to entertaining in a moment. I, I'm curious yes. about the movies. Anything lately uh, that you've enjoyed?
3: Uh, let's see here. Well, there's one I actually really want to see. It's a Stephen King novella, actually, that his son, I believe, has directed. It's on Netflix.
4: Oh, uh, in, the in the Tall Grass? grass. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. It's seen here. Yeah. What's I'm it? looking it's forward to it. It's in my that. queue, so it's oh. slowly moving up. And it's
1: called what? In the Tall Grass. And it's based on a Stephen King story, but directed by Stephen King's
4: son? Um, I think they may have co-wrote it. I think they may have co-wrote, it. Oh. Together, may have co-wrote yes. the, the story together. He and um, Joe Hill, who is his son. And oh. if you
3: watch the uh, trailer, it's very... Uh, Children of the Corn-esque.
4: Yeah. It, it, I think the story involves a couple who s- s- they break down by the side of the road and they hear somebody out in the cornfield in the the grass and they go out there and then they can't find their way back out. Oh. Because there's something keeping them in the grass.
3: And they start to find and meet other people.
4: Yeah, they meet other people that have been there for quite a while. That sounds pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's something supposed to about be very corn. Good. What? Something about corn. Corn it's the corn mazes that you can't yeah. see out of them. Yeah. I there's always there's the huge corn maze over in Petaluma and every time my wife and I are driving past the corn maze, she just looks at it and shakes her head and says, "No. No. Not not going to do that. Not
2: yeah, we went to that uh corn maze how was that? and it was like wasn't it like a 1000 100 acre? Well, I don't know
5: if it was, I don't remember how big it was. It wasn't
0: it It was
1: It was big.
2: It was huge. And it was really hard to find your way out, but it was really fun. I think speaking,
4: it took us about a little more than an hour to yeah. get from one side of to the next. Family fun things over yeah. at where the nut tree is over in Vacaville, they when it Years ago, they used to do a corn maze over there, and I I went there every year. It was so much fun because they would do a scarecrow uh, cost not a scarecrow costume, but a scarecrow, basically an art competition. Oh. And you could enter it, you design your own scarecrow, and then you drop it off there, and they would position them through the maze, and then you could write down on a little ticket to... Which ones you liked, and they got awards, and and some of them well, were, fun. some of them were creepy and mm-hmm. gory, oh. but a lot of them were like were very just very artistic looking, like artists had designed them, and yeah. it was fun. It was kind of an interesting thing, and then you just wander through the corn maze. And <laughs> I liked it. I, yeah. I like the
1: corn maze. I, I think it's kind of fun to be lost and. And uh, have a little bit of a creepiness. I mean, it's full daylight, and they don't claim people are jumping out at you. And I know at yeah. night some of those corn mazes have that. And we were with the kids, and everyone actually really enjoyed it. Yes, Ruby?
2: So, but, like, during, like, trick-or-treating or, like, if I ever go to a Halloween party and I, like, see someone with, like, such a gory costume, I don't really get scared because, like, it's just, like, a costume. And, I mean, it's kind of, like, fun to see how people, like, dress up mm-hmm. during Halloween.
1: It is. It, and we talked about this. It's a it's a great holiday for folks to just to express their creativity in, in whatever manner.
0: Lauren, how about you?
1: Corn mazes? Uh, do you ever uh, get Corn
0: mazes very much. I used to go to the uh, Stanley Lane Pumpkin Patch when I was little. That's fun. You posted some photos of you as a little I kid. I did, recently. You were about how old in those photos? Uh, I was about four 4 years old. Yeah, you so look this was 1995.
1: Young. Yeah, you're a young and adorable cowboy hat if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yes, and L- and a pony. Little little cowboy. Yes, on the pony. Well, let, let's I love that we're jumping around. This is and that's what this show's going to be. I've already warned my guests here uh, with all the craziness <laughs> over the past few days with the winds and the power outages um, and the fires. Exactly. I I don't have the normal bullet points and notes that I go to. So we're going to be jumping all around. I, I do want to get back to Marta because the reason we brought you here is to talk about Halloween entertaining. Yes. So what are some elements that you personally like to incorporate? Make sure every time you throw a Halloween party, there's this. Treats. Treats. Okay.
3: Treats. Okay.
1: Ruby just put her hands up like, hallelujah.
3: <laughs> Let's talk treats. Yes. I like to make them, um, you know, uh, Halloween-based. So yeah. we'll make, I'll employ my daughter, Audrey, and put her to work. We made 100 cupcakes together this year, frosted them, and put delicious candy corn which we all know that when it comes out this time of year we are all addicted to
0: (laughs) it is good just can't get enough yeah man i wish we sell candy corn all year
4: round good point You you can get it I'm pretty sure you can probably get it all year round. Lauren does that work in a grocery. Just groceries. not in the mass quantities. It's available at all. Well, Kelly, we, I do happen to have a sweet tooth. <laughs> we
2: should try to make a law to like sell it all year. Now, there's
1: a thing called the internet. I'm sure you could order it, but I think it's special. It comes out. You smell it. You see it. That's Halloween. It is. And there's a. I'm sorry to derail. And I just read about a a, um, a tradition. I think in the is it in the South or the. East, somewhere that's not here in California, where it's candy corn and peanuts as a mix, which some people love.
4: Salty peanuts? I want to try it.
1: Sweet and and salty and crunchy and Mm -hmm. chewy and... I love. I love kind of like a Snickers bar deconstructed, almost without the chocolate. I guess. Huh. But uh,
2: wow, that sounds. I would want
3: to try that.
1: Okay, so sounds treats, delicious treats. treats. Back yes. to
3: treats. Okay, yes. so then uh, my daughter also makes the little Tootsie Pop ghosts. I don't know if uh, you guys recall that as children putting the Kleenex around the Tootsie yes. Pop and making little ghosts.
1: Yeah, that's a great. thing. So and we you draw the little eyes exactly, on the Kleenex. exactly exactly. Yeah. It's fun uh,
3: crafting for the children yeah. as well. That's an easy one. One that you can do you how can do you display make them? those and hand them out to oh, your okay. class classmates i apologize what were you saying
1: oh i was curious if yeah if you hand them out or if you display them as uh, like a so centerpiece. I have
3: a centerpiece and it's like a styrofoam pumpkin and we just stick them mm. in there so it just freestanding ghosts like they're floating that's <laughs> cool okay just. let's see what oh popcorn balls popcorn popcorn balls. balls. (laughs) Yes. I remember those, that deliciousness as a child. So of course I have to ensure that those are at the party as well. We have a cookie decorating station set up and it's always by the end of the evening, it's nothing but a few sprinkles left over on the ground.
1: And may I add, you are ingenious. Your cookie decorating area is actually your garage.
3: Yes, it is. But you wouldn't really know
1: it's the garage. You do such a great job of changing it out. Obviously, there's no cars in there because you have <laughs> no. these tables with you know, frosting and sprinkles and cookies. But you also hang different colored... Uh, scene setters. Scene setters. So you really don't feel like you're just hanging out in someone's garage. Which oh, we're in the Haunted add, Mansion. It adds such a great dimension and feel and vibe. Uh, you, you've transported your guests.
3: I do. From... Basically, the time you step into my home, I've really... And it's not just me. My husband, he really is a huge part of this. I also ask my friends to come over and help decorate. So it's truly a buildup to the party. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so fun. My husband helps build a spooky haunted area out in the backyard. We've got the fog machine. We transform the whole house into a haunted mansion.
1: Yeah yeah and very effectively we were talking a little bit before we went on the air how sometimes the less obvious decor can be the most effective to to well effect a creepy vibe and i have my thoughts on that and kelly you had some specifics and yeah, marta I, had some of those going in her
4: i'm i'm kind of with ruby the the gory stuff can kind of It's overwhelming. It's not necessary to creep people out. I've found, uh, in the past when my friends and I have done yard haunts at our, either my house or their houses, just the, the, we discovered that the strangest things make things spooky. Okay. Like the costume I most recently came up with, I paper mache created. I like to create these big, large masks. That fit over my head, almost like Mardi Gras masks. I created one of a skeleton, of a skull, with a little cone hat that is attached (laughs) by a magnet, like a clown. And then I got a clown costume. And there's no blood, there's no gore, there's nothing really outlandishly creepy about it. But when I stood in the yard (laughs) and just kind of stood motionless, people would think I was like a, a yard prop was a dummy or something and they would walk up and some kids would look at me and go, no, there's somebody in there. And I wouldn't move. I wouldn't do anything. And then they would walk past me and go up on the doorstep. And then I would move silently and walk up behind. Them. <laughs> and so when they get their treats and the, you know, it's always best to scare like teenagers because they're like, they're so cocky and they think, oh, I can't be scared. Yes. Yeah, do the little ones. Suddenly they turn around after they just got their Hershey's bars and stuff <laughs> and they see me kind of looming over them and they lose it. And that is the best feeling in the world because I didn't have to do anything gory or I didn't have to scream. I didn't have to yell. You didn't really I even jump just, at them. You were just there. I was just there. And it's that uncanniness. Yeah.
2: I'd still be scared out of my pants. <laughs> Many people were.
4: I one the the one of the last years we didn't uh decorate last year cuz we were uh taking care of a friend's house. Uh, but the year before that, I had up some tattered cloth in the on the stoop of our house. Mm-hmm. And I sat out there in a chair with this huge bucket of candy, just filled with candy in my hands in that same costume. And people would walk past and would just say, "Nope, <laughs> nope, not not going up there. Not worth it."
2: I'd still take it, even <laughs> though you'd be creepy. I'd still take it.
1: That is our sweet tooth ruby. All right, let's. We're gonna break right here. We gotta take a little break. When we come back, I do want to continue this uh, Halloween decor for effective creepiness at your Halloween
0: party. So hang out, everybody. You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back after these messages.
5: I'm Nate Campbell and another report from The Vine Files. Stories we are following from around the wine country and a wine-down media reminder, kindness matters. Recently, the Be Kind Kids, Ruby and Tallulah Finkelstein, stopped by our new studios at the South Napa Century Center and sat down with The Vine's Julie Morales to talk about their continued efforts in messaging to be kind to one another. Ruby, on the movement's beginnings...
2: So, it started with our friend in New York who feels like people Need to be way more kind to each other and interact with each other more. So she made these Be Kind pins, and what they're for is they're amazing. She wears them wherever she goes, and if someone comments on them, she takes it off and gives it to them.
5: And so began the conversation on kindness, Ruby says.
2: And we liked the idea so much that we brought it back to Napa, and now we're doing events and community service groups. Tallulah
5: on their annual Be Kind event. To get right. everyone
2: to be aware that kindness is so important because not everyone in this world is kind. And we walk through Yonville with our sign and we make our way up to the Napa Valley Museum where we have a big kindness festival. And
5: this year their focus was on collaborating organizations with a similar message.
2: The other youth-based or youth-led organizations in Napa because we don't want it all to be focused just on us because we feel like we should also highlight the other people who are doing good we want everyone to be good. So some of our organizations include Elena's Voice, um, Napa Valley Kid, Team Rescue.
5: What's Cool with the Kids airs every Thursday afternoon at 345 on the Vine. Know a cool kid who wants to share a story with us? Email julie at windownmedia.com. I'm Nate Campbell. For this story and more, keep it right here on our local audio platforms.
0: Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. Want to hear this episode again, as well as past episodes? Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Judd's Napa Valley Show in the iTunes Store. Now, back to the show. Thank you very much, Mr. Lorne we We're talking about Halloween and uh, Halloween
1: parties just before the break. And Ruby, Ruby is with us. We just heard her in that Kindness Kids break. That was a total coincidence that you... Uh, you're joining us, and we just heard you talking about uh, Be Kind Napa. Mm hmm. <laughs> okay, that's it. All you want to say about the, there's just a two minute segment, and all we can get is mm hmm. Okay, do you want to?
2: No, no, just, if just want always. More oh, yes. Always be kind. And if people want more information, you can visit our Facebook page, Be Kind Napa.
1: Thank you, Ruby. And now back to Halloween Talk with our guests. uh, Well, Ruby, you just heard. Uh, Kelly Doran, Mr. Halloween, is back with us for the month of October. And Marta Morisky, a professional party planner. And we're talking about how to get effective atmosphere if you're throwing a Halloween party. We're talking about some things that maybe aren't as, you know, in your face scary, but just create the sense that something is spooky. And I'll give an example. Something we've done the past several years is, well, first of all, we take... If people only come to our house on Halloween, they probably think we don't own furniture. Because <laughs> everything gets taken out. We roll up the uh, the rug in the living room. It gets put away. So it's just an, a big empty space with a piano and a chandelier. But the chandelier we put in flicker bulbs, of mm-hmm. course. And we hang some cheesecloths that look spooky. But we do leave our sofas. It's just too much to move. So what I've done is I bought some cheap sheets somewhere, the dollar store, probably not the $2 store for sheets. I don't know. And soaked them in tea, black tea, oh, right? That's a great which, idea. which kind of browns them up, ages them, stains them. So it's not uniform stain. they kind of look really old and stained. And then we tear them a bit too. So they're like ragged and ripped and just put those over the sofa. So if any kids, you know, are eating their candy, it's not going to get uh, all sticky on the sofa. But at the same time, we've created this very weird kind of old haunted house look without, without That's you know, cool. spending the, the, you know, the mortgage on these crazy <laughs> elaborate decorations. And, that's one we we do quite a few things and lighting. Just a few bulbs yeah. can make quite a difference too. And Mar- Marta's given me the the finger, oh. uh, like the finger of agreement. That the of the agreement. point, the pointer finger, not that middle. Finger. Yes, exactly. the point. Like yes, good point. Buy. Sorry,
5: yes.
3: Yes, that is key. So my husband Christopher goes. He handles all the electrical, and so yeah. he goes around. Uh, we'll do colors too. Yes, the hallway might be green. Uh, by the you know, washroom and then the walkway that leads to the garage. We try to make it spooky. We hang up, you know, tablecloths, orange, and we'll put a different orange color light in there. Mm-hmm. Upon entrance, we have it the light flickering going in and out, in and out. So or on and off. Yes. So it looks like, you know, you're entering something that's not fully
1: It's not modern. It's not working well. Something's off.
3: Yes. We hang uh, over draperies, little fringed draperies over my shades. And by the way, when I throw this event, I take anything that's on my regular shelves and I put it away. Yeah. So everything that comes out is all Halloween themed. It could be an old typewriter. It could be an old telephone. I have one of those uh, passed down to me from my grandparents, one of those mannequin dolls. And I was trying to figure out, I found it uh, in one of the boxes, trying to figure out, and it just dawned on me. He's just spooky enough (laughs) to place him up for Halloween as I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with him. And he actually reminds me of the character from Goosebumps, Slappy.
1: Slappy. Anyone here know Slappy? I don't know Slappy. I
4: don't know know Goosebumps. So yes, the ventriloquist doll, right? Yes. 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 Oh dear. Okay.
3: Yes. (laughs) Oh,
4: did we did we touch on a a fear of? Lauren is
0: shaking his head, and Ruby just. Mm. I have no interest in reading Goosebumps whatsoever. It's
2: like Toy Story Four with that dummy. I hate
3: Vincent. Whatever his name is, he's just so scary. Yes. So it's great because it was. A generation to two generations ago, but yet it's been brought back to mm. kids now. And so it's kind of a nice link that, you know, some can see it from a different time and then the younger generation sees it now.
4: Yeah. yeah I think there's something kind of creepy in general about ventriloquist dolls. I mean, there's been, oh, there's so, been so many movies. When I was a kid, there was the movie Magic with Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. And then before that, there was a Twilight Zone episode. With about Cliff ben
1: Robertson. Chostall. Yeah. And the guy that and, played Sergeant Carter on Gomer Pyle was the agent trying
4: to get yes. him to drop the... Anyway, yes. And I, I just think everybody has always kind of thought dolls and puppets are inherently creepy.
3: Well, they don't they come alive at night when we go to sleep? <laughs> I think it's the
4: <laughs> idea that there's something that... It's that uncanny thing. It looks human, but you know it's not human. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little odd.
2: Yeah, like when you like see a like a very scary thing like a ventriloquist doll, they like freak me out. They <laughs> stay in my mind and I have to go hide under the covers if I'm upstairs alone. I get so scared about them that they're just going to walk in my room and start, like, slapping me or gagging me.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, under the covers is the safe place because if you get under the covers, the monster will come in and be like, I'm going to get oh, under the covers. It's like mm, camouflage. Where did can't, she go?
3: Where did can't, she go? I don't see her.
1: She's under the covers. Can't touch her there. It's like there. a shield or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a you know, magic shield.
4: penetrate the sheet.
1: Yes, indeed. Okay, so we got to have lots of treats. Decor. You've given us some good tips about changing the way... I like it when you can't really tell what the normal house would look like if I came on a normal day. And we try to do that at our house. You do that at your house exactly. with the hanging.
3: I'll have friends over later in the season. They're like, oh, oh, wow. You're, this does not look like your home at <laughs> yeah, all. This kind of
1: like our house. I like that. What are some other good tips we should think about? Music. Yes. Music.
3: So also age appropriateness. I've been throwing this. This was my 10th year okay so this actually started out as a little daytime playgroup Halloween party after the naps when the kids were you know toddlers because
1: your kids are now about 11 and 11 okay there you go and so
3: now as you know we've progressed into you know getting older uh so has the party so Mm -hmm. from bounce house to dj yes so hired a dj uh, for the music and dancing, Monster Mash and Thriller are staples.
0: What about Ghostbusters?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Love that song. Uh, let's see. What else? We have music. You must have food and drinks. Spirits.
1: Uh, oh, of the of the alcoholic type uh, spirits. Yes, yes.
3: exactly. Uh, let's see. Because we have to make it fun for children and adults. So, you know plenty of non-alcoholic for the children and we do a potluck but what we also do is each year because we have so many people at this event what we do is we want to give back to the community so each year we choose a different um cause to garner donations for this year it couldn't actually have come in a more timely manner. We had asked for items for the animal shelter. And I just got an update today that our local shelter here is starting to help take in animals who were lost in some of these fires. So we're going to be able to do a nice big drop off to help those. That's great. You animals, had a big right? uh,
1: receptacle on the <laughs> way in and people put in uh, pet food and other supplies. And that's really nice. That's a, and that's, you know, something anybody could do at, Any party, any time is do something like that. And that's just giving back to the community. And it speaks to uh, Ruby, we just heard during the break being interviewed, of being kind, Mm -hmm. you know, being a part of the community.
2: And just like what we're doing this year is we're, we got some costumes for the families in the Rainbow House shelter.
1: Oh, that's nice. That's right. So some kids who would not normally be able to have uh, Halloween costumes were able to provide some.
3: Oh, that's, that's really sweet. That's fantastic. So
1: those are some ideas beyond just how to make your guests have a spooky time, how to help others
3: and recycle, enjoy the season. And recycle costumes from years past.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Take, I put them on, you know, some full size plastic skeletons and put them around the house. But, uh, but, you know, I was like, you know, better on the kids. So the <laughs> skeletons great, are <laughs> naked at our house this year. They're just <laughs> skeletons and, and, and some kids who could use them have some of the costumes, what?
2: No, why does they need to be naked? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: now, I think skeletons... No,
2: But still, like, it's funner with costumes.
1: But it's way more funner to know that you're helping uh, some kids who wouldn't normally be able to have costumes have costumes and go out for Halloween.
2: Okay, yeah. but my favorite is <laughs> Henrietta... That's one of our skeletons. She's my best skeleton friend, and she's not scared at all. She's really nice. Uh, Henrietta, she wears Ariel every year, and it's really cool. Yeah. Speaking well, this
1: year, know. a lovely little girl is going to be wearing that aerial costume. Okay.
0: Now, Marta, <laughs> oh. there's something I've been wanting to ask you throughout the course of the show. Do you have any decor in your house associated with witches? Because I have a fear of wicked witches. Oh. Kelly gave me the biggest scare of my life last week, <laughs> live on this show, when he told me there was a witch nearby, and I had to hide under this new table we have here. Oh,
3: Okay well i don't want to scare you but i have you know just a couple things but she is a through, witch but i am oh he's gone uh-oh, uh-oh there he goes there he oh, goes <laughs> the chair is spinning look at that but i'm a good witch i'm a good witch you can come back out it's like a cartoon wee, wee, there's
1: like the little speed lines behind laura Yeah, there was a cloud of dust in the chair with literally the chair was spinning <laughs> oh i am so okay. relieved witch decor
3: Witch decor. I do have a couple of things that are peppered through. My favorite being one of those signs that says, the witch is in, Mm. the witch is out. (laughs)
1: Okay. Lauren, perhaps I should recommend to you, just as a way to get over that, I I, I think I mentioned last week the... uh, it's on YouTube. There's a clip of Mr. Rogers and Margaret Hamilton. I
0: still haven't watched okay, it. Okay, so look at
1: that. It shows Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz, visiting Mr. Rogers, and she shows him how she puts the costume on and then how she puts on the voice and says, My pretty, and then they have fun with it. And it shows, you know, she's an actress. She's just playing. Available now, I think, on uh, maybe Amazon Prime and maybe in YouTube land as well is the Paul Lynde Halloween special from 1976. Yes. Which features Witchy Pooh from the Sid and Marty Croft
4: show. Which one which is, is that? Was that uh, Lidsville or HR? It was one of those. It was H.R. Puffin stuff.
1: H.R. Puffin yes. stuff. Uh Witchy Pooh. And and Margaret Hamilton as the wicked witch of the West. And they are in this show, the Paul Lynn Halloween special, their sisters in their witches outfits, and they are showing a Paul Lynn, like a great Halloween time, and and they're funny. They're doing skits, and they're—I think you'll enjoy it. They're not scary, so you might want to check. And it is perhaps '70s variety show at its yes. corniest it's,
4: best. It's super cheesy, but it's 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 a great throwback. For I love watching that. It's yeah. hilarious.
2: Like if you watch uh, Mister Rogers and the Wicked Witch, you can see how like she gets her special effects on. It's like. She paints her face to make it green and then she puts on this real I don't know how to do it but like this really high flies whatever and she just she gets uh she gets in the character and then yeah they start having fun and now it's for kids to know that you shouldn't be afraid of actors who are playing witches you know
1: that's true. And uh, the line of that, uh, I think Bruce Valanche may have written some of the material. Paul oh, Lind is talking to his special musical guest, uh, the man Kiss, uh, who has several performances on the show. Yeah. It's great. He says, I think I know how you got your name. You know? <laughs> he, says, <laughs> he says, You you were having a fight, and your your mother's told you to. Kiss and make up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good impersonation of Paul. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great line. And they kind of look at him completely blank. You know, <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> I think Gene Simmons says, "We're not wearing any
4: makeup." <laughs> <laughs> Probably in that era, they're like, "Well, we are on, it, we are on national television, so we're not going to knock this too much." But right? They did not want to be really there. <laughs> isn't the rock and roll lifestyle we were hoping for? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay. So we've given. Oh, we've given. You wanted to talk about some family-friendly Halloween theme
4: uh, shows and movies to watch. There, that's well, one <laughs> great one that a lot of people don't know about. That you you may have remember from when you were a kid is. Uh, it's made by the people that did the Rankin and Bass Christmas, like the oh, yeah, Rudolph, Rudolph. I know where you're going. The with stop this. motion animated uh, cartoons from. When we were kids, they also did one for Halloween, yeah, uh, called Mad Monster Party, mm-hmm. which is it's got like the voices of Boris Karloff and Phyllis, Phyllis Diller, Diller, yes. and it's a great <laughs> little. It's the design of the puppets are amazing, and it's that's a lot of fun. Um, there's also, I mean, I think uh, Disney did. For all ages, they did their Halloween Town series of movies, which are really popular that a lot of people will remember. Of course, there's Goosebumps, which we've mentioned before. There's, what is it, Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was a Twilight Zone anthology for kids. So those are all, a lot of those are still available online. And then there's movies like Hocus Pocus with Bette Midler oh, yeah, and yeah. Kathleen Jimmy and Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah. which is, you know, it's kind of corny and kind of <laughs> lightweight for somebody that really loves like really scary movies but you can't deny it. that's that's a holiday tradition for some people yeah yeah, yeah to yeah. watch that every year and of course there's the nightmare before christmas which is a good halloween movie featuring dr finkelstein yes <laughs> can't forget that ruby
1: yes you have a Something
2: oh, more. no, I'm just saying that that is a really awesome movie, <laughs> Dr. Oh. Finkelstein.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, those are definitely some good picks there. You guys are both horror film aficionados, it sounds like. Marta, do you have some things you like to put on around Halloween with the family? Yeah, what are with the family? films? Or
3: there's, even not with the family, well, if you want to
1: get away from that, just okay, some of your so favorite horror see. flicks. Well,
3: <clears throat> some of my favorite, well, first of all, there's a new one that my kids have been watching at home, All Hallows' Eve. It's fair. That's really family friendly. Don't know it, but I don't. What's I don't the story know on that, that one? one? It's on Netflix. A girl discovers that uh, on her birthday that she is a witch, mm-hmm. and she gets handed down her mom's treasure chest, and all this you know chaos starts to ensue as she's discovering this. Oh,
1: okay, hey, that sounds fun.
3: It is. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Now for adults, one of my all-time favorite. Movies. It's not necessarily Halloween movie, but I love putting it on at this time of year. Is the others? Oh, oh the Nicole cold yes, yes, yes. It's very eerie. It's it it takes me back to a different time. It's very scary without the blood and it's gore. It's a good
4: period piece.
3: It is, and it's got great ambiance in it.
4: That's
1: it. It's, it's, it's kind of environmental horror. There's nothing really jumping out
4: at you. It's atmosphere. It creates yeah. that sense. I guess of, that was the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> it creates that sense of like, you know, something's not quite right. Yeah,
3: exactly. And then there's also the quintessential Halloween. It's
4: Halloween. Halloween.
3: John Carpenter. Yep. Yeah. That's a must watch on Halloween night after the kids go to bed.
1: You do? That's, That's a traditional view? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Lauren, how about you? Lauren is not a fan, as you've noticed, of horror movies, being scared, witches. Oh, no, no, no. Stay here. Stay here. It's okay. There's none here, Lauren. (laughs) He just looks like he's about to bolt again. Not this time. but But I do want to know about some of your favorite Halloween memories, since you're not into scary stuff. What what uh, what do you like about
0: Halloween? Well, I love dressing up as the good guys. Okay, I like you know, I used to dress up as Woody from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. I used to dress up as Batman. Uh, that was just when the Dark Knight came out. I, <laughs> I just really wasn't a fan of Batman back then. But I also dressed up as a Superman, and I've always wanted to dress up as Clark Kent. Oh. You had a good Clark Kent at your uh, Halloween party sure the other did. day. did. you have That's a phone I thought he booth? did a
3: great job. He
1: looked. I went over and I saw him uh, walking in and I said, hello, Clark. I mean, I just, it didn't even occur to me to ask, what's your real name and who no, are and you? And he responds because yeah.
3: he is <laughs> so much like Clark Kent.
1: He had the pinstripe suit <laughs> yes. on and the tie a little bit it undone. was Peeking through, you could see the little S of the yeah. Superman <laughs> outfit and the glasses and the hair. Was there a, was a phone great?
4: booth nearby?
1: <laughs> I, is,
3: we had a haunted <laughs> phone.
1: Is there a phone booth nearby anywhere anymore?
4: No. There was one out in front of the the post office before the the earthquake. That was the last one I remember in Napa. I just
1: got a very telling um, question from Ruby here. We're not, what's a phone booth? She said, what's a Clark Kent? Oh, I have failed in one respect. I feel like I've been a pretty good parent, um, an excellent father to this child. But, okay, before the next month is done, you will you will know all about Clark Kent. I'll, I'll explain. You're gonna
4: show her the uh, Richard Donner
1: Superman. Absolutely, that is yeah. the one. That is Movie the one. Movie
3: marathon at Judd's house. That's <laughs> it. I'll bring the popcorn.
1: Okay, popcorn, candy ball <laughs> things. Yes. yes,
3: Junior Mints
1: and Junior Mints. Okay, <laughs> so Lauren likes dressing up as the good guys. Uh, any other favorite Halloween memories? We start winding down. A couple good stories of your youth and things that you'd like to, uh, have your own, um, in your case, your own kids or you to impart to, to the youth of the community to hope they have those same types of experiences.
3: I surprised a very sweet little girl this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> by being apparently one of her favorite characters. Oh really? I dressed up as Bob Ross <laughs> myself this year. <laughs> I love Bob Ross. <laughs> oh, God bless Bob Ross,
0: one of the all-time greatest he painters in the world. He puts me
3: to bed every night. It, he had no Idea, yeah, the look on your face was classic.
4: I would, I would hazard, I would think that that would be a great costume for Lauren, because oh, one of the best good guys ever, Bob yeah. Ross. You get the. The big curly wig and get the beard on with the palette.
2: I still want to be him next year because he's just so soothing. And I did this comedy camp, and for my comedy skit, I was, I just, I adore Bob. Bob. I will tell you this, though, with the beard, it's hard to eat the treats. Eh, I'll just take it off and use the wig.
1: (laughs) Or you could do like I do and just grow a beard, and then it's not that hard to eat treats.
2: Or I could, like, face paint it on me. Oh, even better yet! I like that idea.
1: Um, yeah, that was great. You you fantastic, <laughs> Kelly. Some great. Uh, or or what are you going to do this year? You, I think you can go either way, go in the past or go into the future. What my
4: it, when I was growing up, my my Halloween's were mainly just trick or treating, dressing up in costume. But most of my costumes were homemade, so I was usually like a hobo. <laughs> You know, wearing like my, my dad's old clothes, or yeah. I was a ghost, or something very, very simple, very easy. Um, But then, like when I was a kid, I got into. Do you remember they had the Imagineering makeup kits that had like the vampire blood and the fangs? Sure. And they had those things, and I would. That was where my 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 allowance would go to would be to buying my makeup kit, mm-hmm. which was. Consisted of like the plastic fangs, the vampire blood, the scar stuff. And they would always be very like, you know, want to put a scar on my face and just be a monster wearing these fangs. And that was, that's one of my biggest, my favorite memories of Halloween. That and being out like my first time trick-or-treating with a friend with nobody around, Mm. no adults around going through neighborhoods. And just realizing, like, I'm out way late at night, and I've got a bag full of candy, and there's no supervision, (laughs) which, of course, doesn't happen today. But
3: I remember my first time out, too, without the adult, and it was fantastic. I remember we walked so far that we got lost and had to call our parents to pick us up.
1: Good memories, and it just dawned on me. I can. can, I'm gonna take my headphones off because I think I could do Bob Ross right now. I've got the beard, and watch this. Watch this. Ready? (laughs) Wow. Am I getting there? You. Oh my goodness. Am I putting the hair up? You could do Bob Ross. Wow, (laughs)
2: Dad. Wow.
1: Happy, happy little pink box I have right here, and I want to get your look at look at all the little happy pastries inside. They're just looking for a nice home. Happy
2: little cookies. So,
1: in honor of Halloween, (laughs) instead of donuts. Tell us what we got, real quick, there, Marta. Would these treats be uh, welcome at your party?
3: Oh my goodness. These are fabulously decorated Nightmare Before Christmas cookies, pumpkins, bats, and watch out, Lauren witches Uh,
1: he's gone okay wait we need to come back and and sign off here okay don't eat them yet let's get a photo of everyone holding up one of these we'll put them up somewhere or other i don't even know where we put pictures from this show i do want to thank everyone here for talking halloween it's been a great month of october with kelly doran tell us how to see
4: your 31 days of monsters i do my 31 days of monsters and post them every day in october on instagram at kelly.doran at instagram um, that is k-e-l-l-y period d-o-r-e-n
1: wonderful and marta moriski party planner to the stars of napa valley thank you so much
3: thank you for having me on your show
1: i love talking halloween and it's gonna get bigger and bigger we'll have to have everybody back again and ruby of course thanks for being here
3: uh
2: thank you i'm actually a witch ah!
0: oh lauren no, no lauren we need you just sign off and then you can run away This is Lord Bull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a -a Gilamar production.